Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. My name is Amy Leo from ReviveYourSanity.com and welcome to our inaugural show. I wonder if we can say that. I have my colleague Meg on the line also from ReviveYourSanity.com and we're just going to explore a little bit of what is the rat race, what is this talk of escaping it, and what is the potential for listeners that tune in with us every Tuesday and Thursday. How the show is going to be formatted is that we're going to have a variety of guest speakers from all different types of business backgrounds and career backgrounds, all different walks of life. We interview a lot of creatives like singer-songwriters and actual writers and stage performers, as well as coaches and makeup artists and people that are also in traditional, quote-unquote, nine-to-five jobs. So this show is all about questioning the status quo and pushing the boundaries. I, myself, Amy Leo, and Meg were much more interested in what's possible for human beings rather than what's probable. And I'm quite a nerd with science and neuroscience and things like that. And I'm always more fascinated by what the potential is and what the possibility is. And unfortunately, a lot of those studies or situations or research actually get thrown out the window uh, because they're kind of the outliers and people can't understand it. But just because we can't understand it doesn't mean that we can't explore it. So tune in and get ready to escape the rat race. And we're not only talking about that monotonous nine to five work grind, if you are an aspiring entrepreneur or creative, but we're also talking a lot about that incessant internal mental chatter that prevents most of us human beings from experiencing more joy and peace and clarity and freedom in our lives. So let's start off with uh, the definition of the rat race. As I see it, I actually found it on the ever scientific and reliable wikipedia.org. And the rat race here uh, is described as an endless, self-defeating, and pointless pursuit. It conjures up the image of lab rats racing through a maze to get to the quote-unquote cheese, much like society racing to get ahead financially. And the beauty of this, I find, is that the cheese is often different for different people, but the process by which we're working ourselves up to get to that cheese is the same. And often the results are the same. So if I look back in my own life, there's been times where I've been overthinking, overanalyzing, micromanaging. I did all of that in a bag of tricks. I had a very, very type A personality, as they call, was extremely high achieving in academia. But what was happening for me is that I would bump up against these periods in my life where it really didn't feel good. And it's normal to go through fluctuations in emotion. But I remember having nights where I would just be in a ball curling up crying because I was feeling so hopeless and depressed. My thinking was that I would get so anxious and fearful and worried that I would be walking around with kind of a constant pit in my stomach. So what's on offer here in these discussions and what I've personally experienced along with the thousands of other people um, that we're going to have on the show, is that there is a different way, that there's a different way to relate to ourselves, and there's a different way to actually build a fulfilling and purposeful life. 
without this sensation of pushing the boulder up the hill all the time or pulling ourselves up by the bootstraps or being really self-critical or being really perfectionistic. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of those things. There's certainly still times in my life where I get caught up in that thinking and believing it's true. But again, I really want to point listeners to the idea that maybe there's a different way. Maybe there is a way that we can change and experience whatever success is for us that we can actually get to the cheese uh, (laughs) in ways that are just healthier and more fulfilling. So that's kind of my story and I'm sticking to it. I'm going to bring Meg on now. Meg, can you share how you see the rat race and what your experience has been of the rat race? And, you know, as you've learned more about what we're going to be talking about on the show, which is namely how the human experience unfolds, can you share how your relationship to the rat race has changed? Thanks, Amy. Yeah, I definitely can. So to start out with, I also have a definition of the rat race I got on dictionary.com that resonated with me. And that was any exhausting, unremitting, and usually competitive activity or routine, especially a pressured urban working life spent trying to get ahead with little time left for leisure, contemplation, or basically anything that you enjoy. So what I find for myself is that in the past, you know, the way I related to the rat race, honestly, I remember the first time I heard the word the rat race, my brother, who was Amy's boyfriend at the time, was really into Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And, you know, he did his course and everything like that. And he had the game, the rat race. So we'd play it, you know, and it's actually a lot of fun to play. And you're kind of learning things about yourself as you go through this game called the rat race. And that was the first time that was really introduced to me. And that was maybe, gosh, seven or eight years ago now. And in the past, you know, there was a time when I was working two, three jobs, really. And just going from one to the other, you know, I'd wake up, go to work six or seven in the morning for personal training. And then I would have an hour for myself. And then I'd have to be at the hospital for a 12 hour shift. And then I'd get up and do that the next day. And it got to the point that I didn't have time for the leisure or to relax or when I did relax, I felt like I had to keep going because if I ever sat still and wasn't in motion and being productive in some way, then, then what am I doing with my life? You know? And, and that was just, you know, that was the mental state of a rat race where my physical state of a rat race was the consistent going and not giving myself that time for contemplation. Um, And so for, for now where I'm at in my life, I don't feel the struggle so much anymore. And like Amy said, I'm human. So there's times when I revert back to my old ways of thinking, my old habits sometimes, not for very long, but it does happen. And then I snap out of it a lot. But what I've found is that it doesn't have to be a nine to five job or anything. You can be an entrepreneur and still feel like you're in the rat race because it's a mental state of mind now, because you are consistently going, you're unable to relax, you're unable to unwind or or find what it is that makes you happy in the moments when you don't work or when you're not working to whatever your goal is. You know, not every minute of every day needs to be devoted to that goal um, because if it was, you might become less passionate about it, in my opinion. You know, you do need time to just relax and do other things that you enjoy in life. You know, too much of anything is, is not a good thing is what I've always been told and what I truly do believe, whether that's, you know, food or it's work or it's even, even leisure. Too much sleep isn't even good for you. You get bed sores. Gosh can't do that. And so 
I would like to say that the way I see the rat race now and the way that this podcast with the interviews that we've already done, the ones that we will be doing, I feel like they, they center around not only the physical rat race of what each one of these entrepreneurs that come on the call have gone through in the past and may currently be going through, but also their mental state while they're going through it as well. Because the rat race is the way our negative, scary thoughts control us and rob us from our enthusiasm and our motivation. You know, it's a mental shift in responsibility that happens only in our heads. And so it's really, it's about, sometimes it's about getting out of your head, you know? And, and so I think that for me, the rat race and this entire podcast is really just about listening to other people's stories and realizing that A, I'm not alone in anything that I feel like I'm struggling in. And B, the struggles are all in my head. So Amy, I'd love for you to go a little bit more into the rat race and how it is that you think people perceive it in the world, maybe? Yes, that's beautiful, Meg. I I loved everything that you were saying. For me and my journey in the rat race, I was a full believer in our cultural beliefs. So you and I are American, other listeners may be international, but in American culture, uh, you know, in my household, right? So there's all these layers of beliefs that when I was born as a baby, I didn't have these preconceived notions. But as we grow and we learn and we adapt, we often take on the thinking of our parents and our teachers and our family members as we grow up. So the rat race, working hard, getting an education, getting a safe, secure job, those were beliefs and ideologies that were rampant in my household growing up. And I believe them to a T. I was, again, as I mentioned earlier, one of these real, <laughs> real over the top students where if I got like a B plus, I'd be kind of PO'd, <laughs> you know, this kind of ridiculousness. <laughs> In stringency. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with taking pride, you know, in your work or learning things or working hard. But, but again, it's when I believed that getting the A plus or getting into medical school, when I believed that those things actually held my worth and security and sense of happiness, that's when I was, that's when I was lost. That's when I had a really fundamental misunderstanding of where my human experience actually comes from. And the truth, as I've learned to see it, and listeners, I really invite you to explore this for yourself. Meg and I are not ever about telling people what they should and shouldn't think and what they should and shouldn't do. We simply are pointing more towards an experiential education and talking more about what's fundamentally true for human beings. So we each all have our own unique experience of the world, but how that process is created is the same. We're all the same race. We all have the same tools at our disposal. You know, when I saw again for myself that it's always an inside out process, I remember laughing, you know, when I saw the irony for myself that I was so caught up in so many years in pursuing goals and pursuing something outside of myself, whether it was the perfect relationship or the $100,000 salary or the success as a business owner or the success as a singer, right? All of these ideas I had in my head that I thought, well, if I achieve this, then life will begin. Then I'll be happy. 
then I'll feel secure. And I've really seen that I sound like a broken record, but that's just not true. If we, you know, when you start to talk to enough human beings, you begin to see that we all have this amazing capacity for thought and sensation, and that we're all individual beings that are experiencing the world completely differently, even though the stimulus or the circumstance is the same. They did this work with uh, children that had been sexually abused. And I bring this up uh, because they found that the resiliency of children that had experienced a trauma like that versus those that didn't was, was non circumstantial. It wasn't statistical. They're statistically valid. You know, there was only, I think, a 1% difference that they saw in the validity. And things like this is what I'm interested in. This natural resiliency that's available to every human being. And I really encourage listeners to learn more about people's story and to read biographies. Because when you start digging into that, you do see that what we think is normal and probable for human beings is absolutely not true. That there is an infinite potential within every person. And there's a quote by Seth Godin, and I'm not going to get it right, but it's saying something about how when you're in an innovative business or when you're in a service or product that is kind of different than what's the status quo, that you're often met with a lot of resistance and people are kind of weary of that, but that there always will be those folks that are the early adapters, the people that are always looking to learn more and, and view life from a broader perspective. So there's something about that as well as you continue your own journey. You know, just because all of your family thinks that it's crazy that you dropped out of medical school doesn't mean that it wasn't the right choice for you. And I give that example because that's a story from my real life. So I'd love now to hear, Meg, how has recognizing that each person's living in their own reality, how has that helped your relationship to the rat race or your relationship to even yourself? That's a great question, Amy. I would say that it's a, it can be a little frustrating, not to say that as the very first thing that I say, but it's funny because once you become aware of something, you can never become unaware of it. So now that I understand that I create my reality with my thoughts, if I'm in a bad mood or I'm stuck feeling a certain way, I know it's my thoughts. So it's kind of funny where it's like, ah, I know what to do. And like, sometimes I just can't do it or I don't do it or what are the reasons, you know, and that's because I'm human. But I, it brings me back to a book. And like you were saying earlier, just kind of like broadening your horizons and reading different things or listening to podcasts and stuff like that. And I know, I think I had you read it or I think I had it and I've already read it. And then you read it when we lived together way back when, but it was called Who Moved My Cheese? And it was, it was really for like businesses to give to employees possibly or an entrepreneur even, but anybody that was like having trouble dealing with change in their life. And I think that's, that's something that happens often, you know, you'd like to is consistently changing. So having a way to not be stressed all the time when it's changing, I think is extremely important, even though we are obviously making that stress up in our mind most of the time, all the time. <laughs> um, 
But Who Moved My Cheese is a book about two mice, obviously the two little people, two humans, that kind of a thing. And they, it's two mice and two, two little people, right? And they're in basically what you'd call the rat race. And something happens, they get fired, they have to quit their job. Basically their cheese moves, whatever your cheese is that Amy was talking about, right? And some of them don't handle it well. There's four of them. So two of them don't handle it well. You know, they sit there waiting for their cheese to come back. They don't know what to do. One of them gets really angry, you know, but one of them goes searching for their cheese. One of them goes to go and try to find it. And when they find it, you know, they, they learned a lot about themselves on the journey to find it. And then when they found it, you know, they realized that it was always with them. It was always in their mind in a sense. So I think, I'm not sure if that answered your question at all, <laughs> but, um, that's what I, I take from it, from from really the rat race and my reality of it now is just that it's it's all a mental state for me, you know, and sometimes I get caught up in that mental state and sometimes I don't. And sometimes I sit there wondering where my cheese went and sometimes I chase after my cheese. And I think that that comes back to being human, even though I understand awareness and how important it is to be in the moment. It doesn't mean that I always am. And that's OK. Yeah, Meg, I'm going to jump in here if it's okay. I loved your first raw answer of it's frustrating because it's really normal. And I see a lot of clients I work with or people I'm talking with that get to the state where they're aware that they're thinkers. But then sometimes there's this added layer of thinking that is not particularly helpful of, well, I'm, I know it's my thoughts, but I can't get out of this rut. And I, I want to share with listeners that everyone's evolution is really unique and tailor-made for them. And that also there's something else on offer after that stage or after that evolution. You know, it's not that I have gotten out of being human. I love what Meg said about that. I'm not saying I'm more enlightened than Meg. I'm not saying that I'm even enlightened at all, to be honest with you. I'm just a human being doing the best I can. But what I've seen is that, you know, I can't control every thought that comes into my mind. And I'm no longer feeling I should be the one responsible for micromanaging that. Because the truth is, as I have seen it, is that something that has already been created can't have the power to create something else. So for me, the source of thought, the source of sensation or perception, whatever word that you want to use, is not me. I'm not doing that. I, with my analytical brain, did not configure my body from the egg cell and the sperm cell of my parents. (laughs) Maybe that's graphic, but that's the truth. And I share that because I do come from a science background and I love science. And for a while there, I believed that everything was just based on the brain. And I was what most people, I guess, would call an atheist. And I'm not on this show going to be telling people what they should or shouldn't believe when it comes to spirituality. But what I am pointing at is that there is an intelligence there that exists. There is, at the very least, an energy that exists. And quantum physicists are really onto this. You know, an energy of life, the same energy that allows flowers. I'm staring at the sunflowers on my counter right now. That allows flowers to know, to grow towards the sun. 
or the same intelligence that intelligence that turns a maple tree from an acorn, the same intelligence that created us in a way, in the sense of, again, you had these two cells, you had the sperm cell and the egg cell, they got together. And then from there, certain cells differentiated to become the heart, certain cells differentiated to become the brain. You as your identity or how you identify yourself did not do that. So there's something for me about looking more now towards what I don't know. (laughs) And I don't know a lot. And that when I'm basking in what I don't know, more often than not, I experience a new thought, a fresh thought, something that's really helpful given the circumstance that I'm in in the moment. And in the show, we're never going to say that your circumstances aren't real or that it's your fault that there's been horrible circumstances. That's, that's the conversation that other people are having. We're not having it. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's not what we're pointing at. <laughs> we're really just pointing towards how the human system unfolds for everybody and how that affects our experience of life, and that there is absolutely this infinite potential because when we are no longer racking our habits of thinking, our learned experiences, there's a different way of living that emerges. And for me, it's been a much gentler way of living. And ironically, it's been more productive. If you, if I would have listened to this podcast maybe two years ago, I would have thought this was all woo-woo. <laughs> but I really invite listeners to, to stick with us over this series and see what things emerge for you and what new things that you potentially see for yourself in your everyday life. Well, I think that's kind of all I, I have to say right now about what to expect in this podcast. Again, we're not going to be focusing as much on how-tos or um, advocating that there's a right or a wrong way to think or to be or behave. We're really trying in our attempts of being human and our imperfect ways, we're trying to really talk more about what's foundational first. And then from there, how each one of us really can lean into unique opportunities and begin experiencing life in a much more open, loving, joyous space instead of that familiar, monotonous, anxiety-ridden, stress-filled way of living. Meg, is there anything that you would like to add or leave listeners with? I think the only thing I'd like to add before I get off is just just to, you know, to definitely stay connected and tune in to us. Feel free to reach out with any questions you might have or anything you want covered. You know, we are open to suggestions on topics to cover, even though we have a million that we like already. And that your thoughts and your concerns are real to you. And that's what's important. And that this podcast and life in general is all an experience. You know, it's not like Amy said, it's not a tutorial. It's not a how-to. It's not a class. It's not a program even. It's, it's just here to give you an experience and to experience other people in the world and how they've related that may connect with you. And sometimes it may not, but it opens up your mind to different ways of thinking and seeing just like a movie can or any good story or any good book can get you lost in another world. It can open your mind to a new way of thinking, you know, that, that you've never thought of before. I think that the, that's what 
this podcast can do for a lot of people as well, if that makes sense to you. I'm not sure. <laughs> but that's all I got for today. I loved talking about the rat race with you, Amy. Um, and I hope everybody gained a little bit of insight from it as well. Great. And of course, as this happens, I had a couple more things I did want to add. <laughs> Ironically, Amy's talking more. <laughs> You know, if there's one thing I'd really want listeners to walk away with is just getting curious and that open mindedness that Megan was talking about. You know, if you have a pattern of thinking of looking at new things or receiving new things with kind of a weary eye uh, or you're pessimistic or if you're really optimistic, just be aware that that's the frame with which you are living life and that that's only one interpretation out of millions. You know, I remember it was a game changer for me when I realized that there is always, or most of the time, this voice going on in my head that I wasn't even aware of. And that there's always this constant thinking that's emerging. So I think the first step is really just being aware of that thinking that you think is really the first step that that we are thinkers and going from there as we continue to to learn from each other throughout the life of this podcast if you are interested in speaking with us in real life in a beautiful exotic location like Costa Rica we are actually hosting a retreat in Costa Rica this summer and we'll really be dedicating time to ah having the space to physically get out of the rat race and also mentally get out of the rat race where we do have time for reflection, contemplation, where we can question ourselves and each other in a really supportive, non-judgmental space. Uh, the people that are going are really just absolutely amazing, big-hearted, open-minded people. So if you want to find out more information about that, we do have a couple spots left. You can reach out to us at www.reviveyoursanity.com. Again, that website is www.reviveyoursanity.com. And this was Amy, Leo, and Meg. And we are so excited to have you with us as we escape the rat race. Rock and roll. Meg, thank you for being on the call. And until next time, everybody keep rocking. Keep rocking. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Meg. Well, I am extremely excited to roll out this podcast series where we are going to be talking with just amazing people from all over the world, athletes, singers, songwriters, entrepreneurs, adventurers, people that are making a living from traveling the globe. So stay tuned. And at the end of every podcast, I do share a little take home. And today I just wanted to share a couple lyrics from a song that really resonated with me while I was doing this day's podcast. Landlord said your rent is late. She may have to litigate, but don't worry, be happy. Cause when you worry, your face will be round, and that'll bring everybody down. So don't worry, be happy. Well, that is it for today. If you want to get more inspirational and practical conversations for escaping the actual 
and or the mental rat race, and you want them delivered straight to your device, so you don't have to think about it, remember to subscribe on iTunes. All you have to do is type in Escaping the Rat Race with my name, Amy Leo, and you should be able to find us and subscribe. And while you are there on that page, we would greatly appreciate it if you would leave us a review. We are a new podcast, so the reviews help us immensely. And furthermore, we do give away a gift card to a random reviewer every week, and that can be used on any of our retreats. Again, this was Amy Leo from reviveyoursanity.com. Thank you so much for listening.